Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this is Marit Larwood. Hello, Marit. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you all right there? Yeah, I thought I shouldn't say good afternoon, just as I was saying it. Right, because people could be listening to this whenever. And immediately it takes them out of their... They're probably trying to escape and I want to I want to hear these two beautiful voices lapping at my ears while I and sending me into a, a, a reverie, a sleepy sleepy reverie. Well maybe we should speak really quietly but closer to the mic. Once upon a time there were two men in a warm flat. One was bald and the other one was not bald. They sat on chairs and they reminisced about the films that they had seen. Some of the films they had seen were good films. Other films were not so good. But... Oh, that spoiled it, hasn't it? Oh, my word. Oh, buddy, you've ruined it. God, that was, that was terrifying. Oh, God, we yeah, lulled people into a false sense of security. You were like from dusk till dawn. You've spoilt some mornings and evenings there, buddy. What have you done? Oh, apologies for that. I think mean, that was a message from the gods. <laughs> Not to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hello. We're here to talk about films. Um, before we do, we should mention that we are sponsored by Her Film Project, who are an organisation that promote diversity in film. Uh, they started out promoting diversity uh, to get more female voices um, into cinema. And then there were too cinema. many. Far too many women, so they've moved on to other... other uh, Disabilities. Di- uh, well, I didn't mean unrepresented that, groups. That sounds Mary. like I said that women were dis- disabled, and I do not mean that. I'm the least sexist man in the history of the universe. Is that right? Well, well done. Yes. Well, how have you achieved that? Why? Well, I, uh, I prefer women to men. Is that how you're less sexist? I uh, am open to all thoughts. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, that, that is both wonderful and creepy. I'm uh, just trying to backpedal because it, it inadvertently it sound sounds as if I said that women were, was, were, were disabled. And, that, uh, and we know that's not what you meant. We know no. that's not what you meant. Um, yeah. But... but it was correct for you to backpedal, I think, rather than just leave that there. It, it didn't come out. It didn't come out like I meant it to come out. No, I bet there's a lot of people quite tutting their heads, quite 
ferociously at the it, moment. It's almost your catchphrase. It didn't come out how it meant to come out, isn't it? That's all. That's happened quite a lot of the time. You have it on a t-shirt. It didn't come out how it meant to come oh, out. Another faux pas. <laughs> Yet another one. Wow. Endless stream. Well, um, to get back on topic, her film project uh, promote diverse voices in film. So if you are interested. Uh, uh, or you're trying to get your film made or whatever then go to herfilmproject.com and follow at herfilmproject on Twitter now Marek has been to the cinema this week to see a film a film (laughs) Mm. and what film is this A Man Called Ove Ove this sounds like a foreign film to me in the Swedish title In Man Som Hitter Ove okay um, and what is it? What's it about? As I said last week, my well, my granddad used to always like horse racing, and his his um, way of betting is he always to beat uh, bet on beaten favourites, which right. is a favourite who hadn't won the previous race. Ah, so they think would have tried extra hard, so had it in them. But yeah, uh, so he used to look for that. They, and if you look at the racing in the back of the pages, it sometimes says an initials next to them BF, which means beaten favourite. So my as well as not boyfriend, certain, not boyfriend, not that that horse is your boyfriend. Yeah, or um, best friends, uh, big um, uh, phallus. No, that's PH. Big phallus. Big, oh, <laughs> big, big uh, big, fun thing. Big finger. Beef finger. Uh, beef finger. <coughs> Sorry, maybe it does mean that. Anyway, I this was a nominee for uh, Best Foreign Language Film. You know it's going to be good. Right. It's quite odd, because I watched this recently, with, and I watched Tony Urban recently, and which I talked about last week, and they're both quite similar films of a ma- an old man, this man's a bit older, in his 60s, who is... Uh, doesn't function within the normal realms of the world. So this, in the case of Ove, he's really bad-tempered um, uh, uh, man whose wife has clearly recently died and lives alone on this sort of weird sort of estate sort of not, where it sort of feels like a sort of, it's not a common, it's probably a estate where everyone's, you know, similar houses yeah. and he's the one who makes sure no bikes are parked in the wrong places, there's no litter dropped, he's just the enforcer of the, uh, a real sort of job's worth on the estate and he hates everyone. I mean, I could sympathise with him quite a lot. <laughs> <coughs> a very good comparison of the piece is Tony Erdman, Projects My Coffee, because Whereas that has a uh, very limited structure and it's quite free and loose and you're following around almost like a fly-on-the-wall documentary. Right. This is very tightly structured and it flicks between Ove's current life where some new neighbours moving across the road and he doesn't like them mm. and it gradually tells his story from of how he became this man. So with a series of flashbacks from his... Like uh, the beginning of Up. Yes, a bit like that, but not... I mean, not as sad. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, you know, it's there's no fat on this at all. It's really tight filmmaking. It's based on a very popular novel. Um, so I saw. I, I realised that when I walked past the bookshop and I saw it in the window. Oh. Uh, it's excellent. A really excellent, thoroughly enjoyable film. Who's One made of these it? Films. Um, it was made, direct, written, directed by. Hans Holm. Hans Holm? Hans Holm. What has he done before? Well, I'll tell you now by looking up on the internet. He's done 
a series of Swedish films which I have never watched. All right, happy now. Well, he seems to do uh, the Andersons films, which uh, seem to be like uh, National Lampoon's Vacation by the looks of the poster. The Andersons in Greece, the Andersons hit the road. Oh, and the lead actor is Rolf, um, a man called uh, Rolf Lasgard, who I have seen in a couple of other Swedish films. Uh, is um, he's oh, I can't remember. What are you saying? I don't know what I'm saying, but I see you recognise him if you've watched lots of foreign films like me, and I can't find the one that I saw that uh, he was in. He plays the the Wallander, the the actual original Wallander, who's played by uh, Kenneth Branagh in, in the, the re- British remake. remake. So he plays okay. the original one. If you ever watched the original one of those. Um, he is excellent. It's just funny, uh, c- classy, sad. Um, it, not really by it feels very structured and by the sort of num- numbers, you know, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, so I would thoroughly recommend it. Wow, there you go, a man called Ove. And did you say it's currently in the cinema? Yes, it is because it it. Uh, came out in 2015, I think, originally. So maybe it's that was the only, Swedish release. And it's then only it... been released. It was released um, in July, I think, here. So okay. It's a, it's a new so release. it's taken a while to get distribution based on how well it's done overseas, by yeah. the sounds of it. But, um, okay. Well, yeah. And and do you think he, it benefits from a cinema viewing? You could watch it at home quite easily. Yeah. I give it nine Mareks. Wow. It's thoroughly satisfying. Um, and... It, it very, you dislike the character at the start. Well, actually, I agree with a lot of the character sentiments. You, okay, that people are awful and they should obey the rules. Yes. Okay. Um, I find that as I get older, I believe that more. But uh, did you believe that in the past? Yeah, I've always you were, believed. But you were quite an anarchic presence in your youth, Marek. No, not. I, I would always. I, you can be anarchic within the rules. <laughs> Yeah, what's that? Just being a bit rude. I just think that if you're making someone else's, you can do as long as you don't interfere with someone else's life. It's mm. all right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh, the more the older I get as well, the more I think. Well, just as long as you don't make other people's life worse, do what you like. And uh, the main culprits of this are noisy people. I think noise people should there should be um, stricter penalties. I'm not against death penalty for noise. For noisy people, yeah, especially you know like bus noise or or neighbour noise is a big one, isn't it? Neighbour noise is a big one. To pe- to actually play your music out loud on the bus within next to people, mm. I think should be should just go well. Clearly, it's a sign that it should be you're capable. Like of uh, like like you can have a citizen's arrest. They should have a citizen's execution. Where if someone's playing their music on the bus, you're allowed to just stick a machete in their in that's, their that's what, chest. That's what they would do to you. They say, "I don't give." What they're saying is, "I don't give a shit about your presence." Yes. Or imposing what I like on you, I couldn't give a shit about it. Yes. So then you should be able to react the same way towards them. That that that, that seems fair to me. I mean, it might seem quite extreme, but I. <laughs> You're right. It, actually, on on reflection, it's extreme. It's not fair, is it? It's extreme. But well, it no, feels it's... cathartic to imagine these things. Um, I'm just looking up Swedish cinema to see what because uh, the Scandinavian films sort of blend into one for me in terms of. Well, that's a bit outfit. racist, mate. Well, it's not really. I mean, I don't speak 
any of their languages, so I'm just reading it. But uh, let the right one in is it was Swedish, apparently. Yes, and excellent film. I thought that was excellent. Have you ever seen The Seventh Seal? The original, you know, black and white playing um, chess with I death. I don't think I have, no. Yeah. No, but anyway. Okay, well, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo I've not seen either. But um, there you go. A Man Called Ove. It's in cinemas now. Why not check it out? And you can go and watch this one with your nan. Can I? My nan's dead. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's time for this. Here is a letter from Stephen Device. Is that his real name? Um, that's a great name. If it is his real name, well done, Stephen. The Device family. Do you think it's pronounced Device or something? It's spelled Device. Or Davici or something. Davici. 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 Like Leonardo Davici. Stephen Davici. Davici. Um, on the subject of remakes, he says, Hello, David and Marek. The recent discussion about remakes made me think about how the reason most of them fail is that they are always good films being remade into inferior versions that anyone or that everyone always compares unfavourably to the superior original version. Surely the trick would be to remake something that showed promise but which didn't quite work, or just a crap film that you thought you could do better with. I've already thought the case in in point with this was the original Highlander film, one of the few 80s films of that ilk that has yet to be remade. It's one of those films that is much better when you're telling someone else about it than when you're actually watching it. Also, it features the inexplicable casting choices of the often barely intelligible English Frenchman Christophe Lambert as the eponymous Scotsman and the actual Scotsman Sean Connery as the Egyptian but also somehow sort of Spaniard. A film about immortals boils his... 500-year lifespan into a few flashbacks involving pissing around during a duel during the French Revolution and freaking out a Nazi during World War II. In my opinion, it's crying out for someone to do something more interesting with it. Love the show. Thanks. Um, thank you, Stephen. It's it's a point someone's made before, actually, about the remaking of uh, shit films. I don't agree in the Highlander stakes. I think sort of Highlander is beautifully flawed. Um, I mean, and actually, they've done a lot with it. They made a lot of inferior sequels and a TV series yeah which is terrible Terrible. so they sort of ran that one into the ground I'm afraid the first time you know there's very few films you get really excited by I think that's the most I think that's the most incredible thing I've ever seen yeah so I remember when I first watched Aliens was one yeah I must have been when I was about 18 or something it's the perfect age to watch that and then I thought that is one of the greatest thing but also I think I saw Highlander we got out from the cinema uh I watched that when I was about, thir- I think, 1986, yeah, so I must have been about 12 or 13, I right. think, and thinking it was the greatest what film it's, ever seen. It's insanely odd, because of all of these choices, the ones Stephen points out. Like, uh, for all, yes, Sean Connery does play a, a Egyptian, and he's the only man in it who can do a Scottish accent, apart from... Um, uh, Celia Imri possibly and uh, James Cosmo I think is in it as well but he is a fantastic mentor figure he's that, perfectly that's, that's cast that's the thing you've got 
Christopher Lambert is almost like this bland sort of piece. Without, but he's uh, odd. It's yeah. Like, he is better than sort of a, a bland pretty boy in that role. Like, because he's so strange. And, his vo- and the fact his voice is so odd. Yes. Adds to I'm it. from Washington. And you, so you've got... Yeah, exactly. Sean Connery is a brilliant... I mean... And Clank... You, you can almost say they got saw him in this and then put him in the Untouchables as the mentor. Yeah. And uh, Clancy Brown is uh, the, the best perfect ever, villain. The best ever villain. Yeah. One of the best ever villains. Ramirez. It's He's so... so good. And the Queen's soundtrack's awesome. And Stephen's exactly right. There's so many sort of odd things about this build that it seems to get wrong. But it is so... It is oozing with charm yeah, because everyone is just sort of it's it's so charismatic as a film and that doesn't mean it's perfect uh, from an engineer's point of view but from an artist's point of view it is hypnotic I mean, you, you'd I struggle to get that uh, uh, I mean the casting is absolutely mental but it works per- perfectly yes. we actually played uh, the casting game on Highlander before do you remember who won? You probably won. Um, no, no, no. As in which, who got cast? I mean, <laughs> yes, I did win. But I, I, you, I can't remember you, anything. Uh, Connor McLeod, you got as um, uh, Jamie Lannister. What's his name? Uh, oh, yes. Nicholas Costa. Win- win- yeah, winner. yes. That's a good choice. A, excellent choice. Although less interesting. He would be less interesting, but at least he's got a slightly Dutch accent, so that would He'd help. He'd be much... Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, I think it was... A wrestler, wasn't it, for uh, the um, Kurgan? Brock Lesnar was the okay. Kurgan, who would be at least huge and terrifying, uh, although he wouldn't be as charismatic at the dialogue as Clancy Brown. And uh, we had... Um, oh, what's his name? From uh, from Skyfall and uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Oh, about... Javier Bardem. Yes. Uh, no country for old men. I think he would have been great. He would, uh, but again, he's he he's almost a better Kurgan now. Thinking about it, like he would have been a terrifying Kurgan. It's that mentor figure, just the twinkle in Sean Connery's eye in that era. It's beautiful. Like I love him in um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as well, yeah. which is around that time when he stopped wearing the wig, basically, and embraced being an old man at the end of. Uh, Robin and Prince of Thieves as well. It's just like he's perfect in this. You know? I mean, I've got such it's it's that thing, isn't it? Where um, the first time you hear, so, I always think with songs as well. I always think for, for some reason the um, Human League. Who did "Don't You Want Me, Baby"? Yeah. I mean, his voice, what's his name, <clears throat> isn't the best singing voice. It's sort of slightly out of yeah. tune, but it's so tied in with you know, "Don't You Want Me, Baby," and almost so that. Any cover version automatically sounds it's cool. always over processed and yeah, yeah and wrong because you're so used to hearing songs for the first time uh, with a, a certain voice to it so yes. it's always harder to do the sequel I, I don't know why I've used that example of music but for me music does feel I know what you mean but it, it is this thing of uh, filing off all of the rough edges until actually what remains is uh, is technically perfect and utterly dull. Um, I think it's a very hard thing to actually create the the correct method to get something that people are going to fall in love with. Um, In terms of remaking shit films, it makes perfect logical sense, and sadly, to go get boring for a moment, uh, no financial sense, because the only reason people want to remake films is that it's already something people love, and so that intellectual property, that title, people 
will go and see again, and we do. We fall for it every single time. I think one, if it's a great novel, then and the novel stands as a big, uh, it could be remade. Yes. I mean, for example, I've never seen all of it, but I've read. I was reading June. It was you know the great science fiction novel. I've got it upstairs. I haven't read it yet. I, so I think I've, I think I lost it, but I read about three quarters, of it and it was just fascinating and totally original. Yeah, and the film did ever work but you could re- I'm surprised they haven't remade June well they have there was a TV series oh was there and, yeah and uh, there's they're remaking it now as well oh they are yeah so it is happening oh god I'm out of touch yeah yeah uh, but it well because it's epic isn't it it feels more like a TV show Dune these days like there's so much in it like I, I the, think, David I, I Lynch's it's... film sort of managed to sort of do I think do very well for what it was an epic narrative where there weren't as many examples of this kind of story about for him to learn from other people's mistakes like he just went for it and just but it could went. be like Game of Thrones I think but the thing with June yeah. and now because of that precedent of TV shows now being sold worldwide and having that budget and Game of Thrones being just as big as a t- you know or bigger than most films. Yes. The budget is there to do these huge blockbusters fantasies now. Well, the according to IMDb, there's it's in development. There's no date released yet, but uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve is directing it. The guy who directed Arrival is doing Dune. Oh. So we'll see if that's any good. And the, t- the, the TV series was in 2000. Um, but there's been lots of them. Uh, I've come back to it again and again as if you're interested in cinema. It's a fascinating documentary, Jodorowsky's Dune, about um, a uh, eccentric artist filmmaker's aborted attempt to adapt Dune into a film. It is wonderful. Do watch that. Uh, track it down. It's on streaming services and iTunes and all the rest. Okay. Okay, then. Yeah. What we're we talking about? Uh, what's that? Well, we're talking about the next episode is our three hundredth episode. Wow, three hundred guys! Why not write in with some information about something? Why not pitch us your film? Uh, if you can do it in a paragraph, a single paragraph, and we'll pick our favourite film we think should be made. That'd be really good. Yeah. Although by the time this goes out, you probably won't have to. We'll, no, just, they will. Picture, we'll just send out ideas for films. It's quite a new thing yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not get in touch and tell us? We will pick our favourite one. Um, this is kind of competition now, isn't it? Um, so send us your idea for a film uh, that you think Marek and I would enjoy. So go to filmfandanga.com and put your idea for a film into our contact box. And well, that's exciting. That. I'm awfully excited now for the first time in a long time. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to make your film. Don't worry, we're not going to steal your film idea, but we can't promise that someone else another don't. listener won't steal your steal, film steal idea. It. So don't, uh, make just initial second best idea that you weren't really going to ever make. Yeah, that one, that the one you don't know how to make. Uh, maybe that's a good idea. So like, not bumming man, it will be the second best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll be like um, dog shaver. Dog Shaver. It sounds like a Bond film, I think. Mm, Dog Shaver. at all. No? Can you not imagine Shirley Bassey singing Dog Shaver? Oh, I have now. I can't get out of my head. <laughs> Do you, you've seen something, haven't you? I've seen a film, Marek, yeah. I, um, I, as I tend to uh, sometimes, I was scrolling through 
all of the, the the options you now have on a smart TV of films you can watch in places. And I stumbled across one that I knew nothing about that had a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 100%. Is this because only one person? Well, that was my it? first... Uh, that was my first thought. I looked further. I uh, researched it further. It only had five critical reviews, but they were all positive. So it's a very, very oh, small I film. I read about this. I saw one of the other day, It's and it's got great reviews. I read about it, yes. Yes, it, it, I think it's done well in some festivals. This is a film called Antimatter. It's a very low-budget sci-fi um, set in Oxford um, with um, a small unknown cast there's not any recognisable actors in it the poster looks like it's Planet of the Apes uh, ah that is because yes because um, there is a sinister figure who wears a Planet of the Apes mask in it oh I thought I thought when I watched because uh, I, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes as well to see what they'd given yes. a, a man called Oven and, and had it 100% on this and I thought that isn't that a mistake having that on the f- can they legally do that? Well, have the planet of the because as the actual poster. Because um, Friday the th- is it Friday the thirteenth? No, which one? Halloween. Halloween has uh, William Shatner's mask on it, doesn't it? Is it William Shatner's mask? The the Halloween mask is a inside out William Shatner mask. I didn't know that. Yeah, bit of movie trivia for you. But this one looks like it's planet. Yeah, it does look well because it is a Planet of the Apes mask. But anyway, it's some t- its other title is Worm, but it's now online on. Um, uh, well, I'm just looking it up, but it's on Amazon and iTunes and Sky Store and all the others under the name Antimatter. It's from 2016. I knew nothing about this film going in, and as soon as it starts, you you take off all of your clothes. You immediately take off all your, your clothes and and you dance around your cutlery drawer, and it's very odd. Very peculiar. Yeah, but it, you it immediately to me felt like Primer that we talked about before, where they don't shy away from talking about the science early doors. Now, so, so it does say what Primer is. Primer, Primer was a film we talked about a while back, which was another very low budget sci fi film. This one about that was about time travel. But it, it, uh, it, you're watching the final product of about twenty time travels. So it if, you, if you've ever seen like a cartoon or a they they do it a lot in sort of comedy shows. Um like Comedy Bang Bang have done it and uh, Red Dwarf have done it, but where every time they go back over their own timeline to fix something, something else goes wrong, so they have to keep going back and fixing it. Primer is only the final thing, and it's so confusing, but it does work, and it's very interesting and well, creative. Shane Carruth is yeah. quite an uh, a, uh, auteur. Anyway, Antimatter is not about time travel. Thank God. Antimatter is about some... Uh, Science students at Oxford University pretty much accidentally uh, discovering they can teleport matter. They they discover a method and they don't want to tell anyone. There's only three of them. And so they start doing stuff that is basically illegal so that they can prove it works, patent it and make sure they are on top of it. So it's not... They can't teleport it through time. They just teleport it through... Just through space. But... uh, what happens is they uh, the lead character who is um, she's an American 
but she has a Spanish accent. She's she's sort of Spanish American. She phones. She sells it to Pizza Hut. She no. She she teleports herself. She uh, she because it. She discovered it. Has she not seen the fly? She wants to. Well, exactly. Um, her character is called Anna, um, and from that point onwards, it all gets a bit weird because. And this is in the synopsis of the film. You, this, this isn't spoilers, really. She can no, seemingly no longer form new memories. So from that point onwards, it all gets a bit memento. But it's also got, why has this happened, as a question under it. And Someone left some bum juice in a... Have you seen it? Well, I just presumed that. It was bum juice in a jar next to... Oh, well, there's no fuck people watching it now. What? Keep watching the films. <laughs> No, so basically, it gets it gets very trippy. Basically, okay. and uh, you don't know who to trust and who's done what. And but you see it through Anna's eyes, so you don't know what's happened either. And you know what? It's it's got it's got some flaws, um, but it is a thoroughly enjoyable film. And it seemingly has. I couldn't I couldn't track down how much it cost, but it's it's excellent. Uh, it's it's excellent. Based upon you know they've just had three people in a room basically. What did you what, what streaming service did you watch it on? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think we downloaded. Have you not been through a time travelling thing, have you? No. Well, because I look at them all. Um, I think it was maybe it was Wacky or Google Play. I think it was Google Play actually. I watched it on. Um, but yes. Uh, so I won't, I won't spoiler it, but there's a, there's a few dodgy acting performances, but the main two women in it, who play Anna and Liv, are excellent. Uh, the main bloke in it is a bit... Uh, just a bit... Just sort of a posh man who doesn't... I don't know, It's not. he's not quite there. But it's because it's all using unknowns, and it feels almost like it's friends of friends, you know, making this. Yeah. Um, and there's a very, very odd choice of actor playing a guy from GCHQ who seems like he's in like a like a jazz video or something it's really odd uh, he, and he's terrible but the rest of it is really interesting and enjoyable like and you go no you know what well, it wasn't my favorite film but like fair play they've done would you give some it 100% no no I wouldn't I'd probably me David would you give it I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much going through, but I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know where it, what it was about, and it was like, oh, this is genuinely an enjoyable film. I'd probably give it eight. That's good. Yeah. Support British cinema. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's called Antimatter, or in your country, depending on where you're listening to this, it may be called Worm. But track it down, because uh, it's, it's, if you like sci-fi, it's well worth a, a punt. Get it in. Get it in your eyes and nose and ears and mouth films. <laughs> yeah? That could have been our catchphrase. Because you can't touch them, can you? But you can smell them and taste them. <laughs> well, that is... um, Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, that is about our 299th episode. That's it. We'll see you in the 300th. But, uh, yeah, until then, please do write to us. Why not tell us your pitch for your film that Marek and I will pick our favourite of if we get more than two. Or you um, can donate to help us fund the podcast. That would be nice or, on the website. Why not do both while you're on our website, you know, and browse all of the old uh, posters of uh, casting challenges that we've not done in ages as well. All of that it can be found on filmfandango.com. Uh, and as Marek says, please do donate if you've been listening over these 299 episodes. And... Uh, 
and you've got it all for free, you know, us, us talking like this. Marriott has to come around to my flat every week. Imagine that. I have to walk across a glass pathway. Have you not found a better route yet? No. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. And with that hot poker up my ass. Have you not taken that out yet? Well, no, because it helps me go faster. No, it does, doesn't it? Because I can you ignore really the pain <laughs> of the glass on my, cutting through my feet. Because of your searing rectum. Yeah, and I can't turn back. You can't turn back. So you have to walk backwards again when you go home. Well, no, I'd get the cheap home. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. We'll be back next week for number 300. But in the meantime, keep, keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.